Well, hello, hello, everyone. This is Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you are tuning in to the Friday 15, where every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we answer the questions that you have submitted. Now, where do you submit them? You can go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. Submit your questions there. So I'm just going to get the elephant out of the room here. So those of you that are watching via video, you know I have this like weird, it looks like someone scratched me across part of my face. And that's just my dog. He fell off the bed and tried to grasp onto my eyeball as he was going down. So that's what's happening to my face. Um, but I do also have kind of a nice tan from just coming back from Mexico's and staying at the beautiful um, Dream Sapphire, which was really nice. So let's go ahead and jump into today's questions. Um, actually, you know what? Before we do, I have to tell you the most exciting thing happened yesterday. So we um, every year we push out a survey for travel advisors. And thank you so much to all of you that take the survey every year. It's, it gives us an amazing amount of information that we can publish and push out to all of the advisors out there to help them with benchmarking. It helps the broader industry at large understand the different segments within the industry, including the hosted advisor segment, which brings me to what I wanted to talk about, which is that we just published our hosted travel advisor report. Um, it is 59 pages of amazing uh, benchmarking data facts. So if you are a hosted travel advisor, or if you're a supplier, um, or just someone in the industry that loves data like we do, dive into it because there's tons of information on who's charging fees, what they're charging fees for, how much they're charging, how much people are making. Of course, this is data from 2021. So people are, it, the pandemic was still having an effect. So the, the numbers there are a little bit depressing, but they're going up, which is exciting. Um, it gives lots of information about kind of this new trend of a host within a host and who are the people that are staying hosted, but then have sub agents underneath them. So lots and lots of great details. We will put a link to that article in the comments. Take a look. We are doing something different this year as well. So instead of just doing a very, very, very long blog post with lots of images, we do post just a little bit of a teaser. It has some of the information, but then we have a PDF download that you can download. It is N59 pages. Please do not print that out. Um, we will feel horrible if we've killed uh, half of the rainforest because everyone's printing these out. So just print out the pages you need. All right, now let's dive into our questions. So, um, oh, where's my questions? All right, first one comes in from Shelly. Shelly asks, it seems like a lot of suppliers listed are very large companies. Are there resources to find smaller providers so you can create custom itineraries with them? Or do travel advisors usually just book these types of things through large tour companies? A wonderful question, Shelly. And there isn't a straight answer for that because every travel advisor is going to be doing it a little bit differently with what they prefer. Um, some prefer the larger tour operators and just sticking with the preferred suppliers. And if you're not familiar with what a preferred supplier is, Shelly, I will put a link in the show notes so that you can um, read a little bit more about the preferred suppliers. But especially, essentially, it's someone that's been vetted, um, that you have good relationships with, and you have told your consortia or your host agency has said to them, listen, we will push people towards you. But in return for that, we need to know that if anything goes wrong, you're going to do this, this, and this for us. And maybe they add some extra value adds in there as well. 
So um, Shelly, there, there are resources to find small suppliers. Um, there isn't a list or anything on host agency review site, but where I would recommend you go is check out uh, the Facebook travel agent groups and use the search field there. Um, we'll also put a link into uh, a great article that an advisor wrote for us about how to ask questions on social media to your peers um, so that when you are ready to ask that question, you can make sure that you're asking it in a way that has shown that you've done your research um, so that people will be a lot more likely to help you. So instead of just writing and saying, hi, can you tell me what small tour operators you use for Europe? You can narrow it down to exactly what you're looking for and shown that you've done some work on your end. Um, Let's see. So the other thing is, like I said, a lot of people will just book with the tour operators, the larger tour operators, because they've been vetted, because they have relationships with them. And they will have, many of them will have FIT sections or portions of their company that can work with you on more detailed itineraries. Um, so hopefully that helps you out, um, Shelly. And then let's see who our next question is from. All right, next one is from Anonymous. Oh, there's there's a lot of questions today about uh, suppliers. So this one is asking, hi, I was researching hosts and noticed that there are some without a list of preferred suppliers on your site. Um, for example, Uniglobe, how can I see this information? Uh, all right, so preferred suppliers. Let's first address what they're talking about. So I'm going to share my screen and show the website. Um, and... On the website, um, oops, hold on just a second. On the website, there is on the host agency profile. So we have the way we make money at host agency reviews is through advertisers. So people that are the first class, the business class or comfort class package have different things added onto their profiles. So everyone can get on it for free. But if you pay and advertise with us, you can have some more enhancements and features on your profile, as well as getting some ads and things like that. So let's check this out. Um, on this profile, if you scroll down to the bottom, you can see that there's a list of preferred suppliers here. This is nice if there's a, a particular supplier that you like using or that you're really familiar with and you want to make sure that your host agency has that. But let's take a look. Um, I think they mentioned it was Uniglobe that didn't have their preferred suppliers. Um, so let me take a look. So yeah, you can see at the bottom of Uniglobe, they don't have it. But the preferred suppliers, having that feature on your profile is part of one of the packages. So the people that are on free listings don't have the preferred suppliers. But anonymous, if you are looking to find out who those preferred suppliers are, what I would do is you can either search the, the companies. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't sharing my screen. What is wrong with me? It's Friday. Okay, so here we go. You can see at the bottom here, there aren't any preferred suppliers. And then let me just jump back to... Um, the other one we were looking at, and you can see that, oops, that's weird. It's it's showing that it's it's on the profile page, but it's not. All right. So you can see here's the list of preferred suppliers down here. But if they're not on the profile on host agency reviews, or you can't find it on their website, what I would recommend doing is going to the question and answer section of their profile. So if you look here, um, on the profile pages, underneath like the send a message button, there's a little bar that says details, reviews, and question and answers. If you click on question and answers, go ahead and ask a question. Put your information in there. Um, 
and send it over there. And they can uh, they can either refer you to something or you know, they might reply back in the answers on what their preferred suppliers are. And if there's, again, something specific you're looking for anonymous for the preferred supplier, make sure to mention that in the questions. But that's the, that's the easiest way, I think, to do it if they are not listed on the profiles. And we are just cruising along here today. Um, oh, you know what else I should mention, too? As... Um, you know, Shelly on her last comment. So I didn't bring this up, but the Shelly, if you are deciding to go with a smaller tour operator that isn't a preferred supplier and maybe someone you're not as familiar with, but it was recommended to you by other travel advisors in those forums, I would also make sure to read our guide on qualifying and researching suppliers. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, but make sure to check that out because the last thing you want to be doing is sending someone on a trip with someone that hasn't been vetted well. Um, so make sure you know who you're booking with because nothing worse than booking a client with a tour operator, something going wrong and you not being able to fix it because the tour operator isn't answering you back. All right. Last question here. We've got a lot of shy people today. This is also an anonymous one. I may be out on a limb here, but would any experienced agent who keeps detailed accounting records, keyword there, detailed accounting records, be willing to share with me information about either your annual or average sales, commission income, it could be the gross or the net of the host split, um, the type of travel with those commissions that came in, was it with cruises, all-inclusive packages, FITs, that would be helpful if available as well. So essentially, they're looking to look into your books. Um, I think it would be hard to find someone that you didn't know that would share that information with you. But like I said in the beginning, we just put out our, our report, which is really exciting. So I'm going to um, pull up the report here because, again, it's 59 pages of goodness. I'm just going to copy and paste this really quick and then share my screen. All right, so I'm just going to go over some of the things that are in the report. Again, it's wonderful whether you're new or experienced. It's a great way to benchmark and kind of get ideas on what different people are doing. So here's kind of our table of contents. So we go over income trends. So you can find out the average income by revenue streams. Um, so if somebody is how much of it comes from, say, consulting fees or service fees versus commissions, or we have income by experience. So it sounds like the anonymous person that wrote in is maybe newer here. I'm not sure. But if you are, the income by experience, that trend is really cool to look at because it shows you how on average through the first couple of years, things are very slow your first year. They usually about double um, your second year by the third year. And then going forward from that, kind of what you can expect in terms of how your income will go up. Um, we also break it down by the hours work, so full-time versus part-time, what you can expect to be bringing in. Also by the niche or the product, so kind of what you were asking about Anonymous when you were saying, um, can you tell me about the type of travel, what kind of incomes were coming in? Um, we also do it by region, so different parts of the United States and Canada. But honestly, that one doesn't have tons of, there's not tons of correlation um, on that, but we still like to do it anyhow. Uh, we also break down within this report our new advisor section. So this focuses solely on people that have less than three years of experience, so zero, one, and two years of experience. 
So we break down who those people are. Is their age group different from more experienced advisors? Is their median age? Um, what kind of income can you expect those zero, one, and two years? And that also by the hours worked, how much they spent for their startup um, costs, and then what those new advisors coming in that are hosted, what their top niches and products are that they're selling. And then we also break down into hosted advisor fee trends. So if you're looking at charging fees, one thing exciting about this year is almost 50%, it was 49%, we were so close, almost 49 or almost 50% of hosted advisors are now charging some type of fee. So it could be a service fee, it could be a consultation fee, or they could be doing both. So we break all that down in here. We let you know who's charging, like um, if you're charging a service fee, how much you're charging for your air tickets versus having to do frequent flyer um, flights, things like that. We also break it down if you're doing consultation fees, what does your consultation fee look like? Is it a flat fee? Is it per person? Is it hourly? And then within those, we break down, okay, if it's a flat fee, what kind of range are we looking at? Are people charging $5 or are they charging like $100? So lots and lots of information within there. Um, we also go over the hosted advisor demographics. So when we, when we kind of look at these and publish these reports, we look at, we take the hosted advisor separately. And then if someone is independently accredited, we create another report. And what we're trying to do by that is we're trying to look at and compare, is there a difference between someone that is hosted versus independently accredited? Um, one of the things we look at, and that was surprising for us this year because we just asked it for the first time, was there was actually quite a few independent advisors that started out, um, hosted advisors that started out as independent and then moved into hosted which I always had thought it was the other way around where people started out as hosted advisors and then as their sales grew, they would eventually go independent. So we have information like that in there. We talk about hosts within host. So people that have sub-agents but are still hosted, who those people are, how many hosted advisors have employees or independent contractors underneath them. Um, the average sales per booking we look at um, versus... Uh, we look at kind of the client volume based, the client volume and how much people are earning based on how many clients they're servicing, and as well as looking at their niche and product, how much are their sales per booking based on niche and the different products they're selling. Um, so lots and lots of stuff within here. Um, we will put a link to it. It just came out. Again, let us know. Give us some feedback on how you like the new layout we're doing where it's in the download of the PDF. It looks prettier. Um, it's a little bit easier to read in our opinion than it was being on the long blog. But let us know if you like it. So I think that about sums things up. So quick notes. Um, I will, let's see, today is December 9th. And we're going to be doing a Friday 15 next week. But then the last two weeks of the year, um, we will be taking it off because a lot of the team is going on break. And so the 23rd and the 30th, we will be silent, but we will be back with a bang starting in January. So just a reminder before we close out that if you like the Friday 15, make sure to subscribe to it. And then also you can sign up for e-reminders at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. Um, click on the e-reminders. You'll get an email with the link directly to the, um, the live stream. And then it'll also have the questions uh, we'll be answering and any co-hosts we might have. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and we will see you next Friday.